look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Lifestyle Matters. It's More Than Money. I'm Faisal Carmelli, my co-host here, Andrew Andrew Madison. Andrew, thank you for joining us. My better partner, the better looking one, the smarter one. So this is already got a good kickoff for 2020. 2020 can't get any better, Faisal. Dave's not here. (laughs) So of course it's better. Actually, Dave's away on, on a little bit of a vacation, so I want to say thank you for uh, for listening in 2019. Thank you for uh, for uh, what a great year the markets were last year. Phenomenal. Every single asset class was positive. Mm-hmm. That's a rarity in, in history. Yep. And so uh, a great 2019, especially after a not-so-great 2018 for the, the, the stock market. That's so right. uh, a, a, a big thank you for those of you who have been listening to us for all of 2019. We continue and want to um, help and educate and inform you along the way. And we've got a great show today, Andrew. Uh, we're going to learn about some new scams that people should be aware of. You know, I've got a lot of scams in my head, but I get the same one all the time where I'm going to be arrested by a CRA any day now. <laughs> and so <laughs> if you're from CRA, you can reach Andrew at. <laughs> um, the, so there are a whole bunch of scams that are going on. We want to talk about that. We also want to talk about what Canadians are saying they want from their financial advice. There's a big yeah. trend, and there's a large percentage of people who are wanting something out of their financial institution, their financial advisor. And I think um, people may be thinking it, feeling it, but haven't been really saying it. We've got some, yep. now we've got some, some surveys, data. some data behind that. So it's going to be a, a very good show today. So you want to stay tuned for that. Now, we've had a very interesting, call it a Friday, Friday morning, I wake up. I check my, I read my, on my phone, you know, every morning I get, I get up and I start reading to see what's going on in the world. And I find out that uh, U.S. and Iran are having a bit of a problem. It's a little bit more than a spat. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can say that. <laughs> the escalation in U.S. and Iran, and really, what does it mean for the markets? What does it mean for Albertans, Calgarians? Mm-hmm. You know, what are the impacts there? Let's have a bit of a chat on that. Well, and what are the impacts, Faisal, really? Because, you know, there's a lot of things that have taken place. Middle Eastern conflict... Yeah, has been going on for 250, 300, centuries. 400 years, centuries. centuries. Yeah. Um, and this hasn't stopped anytime soon. Even yeah. when I went to school, I remember writing political science papers on the subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And, and, and so so we shouldn't be surprised? Well, I don't think we should be surprised by it. But, you know, obviously any tension anywhere, we'd, we'd like to see peace in the world. For sure. Um, but uh, there's all sorts of things that are going on there. And, of course... In that particular area, geographically speaking, there's a lot of, of, of opportunity, especially with uh, oil yeah. um, and natural resources, getting them to different markets around the world, yeah. around the globe. Um, so there's going to be some tension there, which is going to affect certain parts of the market, yeah. um, whether that's positive or negative or why. Yeah. Not sure yet. Now, every time something like this jumps up, mm-hmm. okay, we, and, and being in this business and in our, in our line of work, whenever something like this that catches us off guard. The first yeah. thing that we do, you and I sit down together with Dave and we we go through what all the research or the information that's available. And and luckily on Friday morning when it happened, uh, we went through and started speaking to and reading the material that some yeah. of these uh, strategists from around the world are saying that's happening, We're getting our own data, our own information, just to see how we need to take care of our clients along the way. 
Um, when we read, let's say the top 10 uh, strategist information, they were all over the map. They were. There was nothing in one area. No consensus. Yep. Currency or commodity. Where to or go. Where the market's supposed to be or, or ideas around it. Uh, there's a lot of jumbled ideas. And it, because it's fresh. And, and jumbled ideas because it's global. So all these, these people that are strategizing around it yeah. are coming from different parts of the world and they're thinking about it differently as yeah. well. Yeah. And they're, they're, it's fresh. It's new. They're thinking it from different angles. Absolutely. What I, what I want people to understand about this is that when a new event like this happens, the knee-jerk reaction that, can, that occurs usually mm-hmm. is the side of fear. Yep. And um, for whatever, call it Brexit, call it um, an Alberta election, call it, a, call it uh, a U.S.-China trade war to U.S.-Iran possible war, whatever it may be people start to react immediately mm-hmm. and they want to do something about it in anticipation. So there's a fear of losing or, or reducing in their, in their investments. So what, what we've learned over the many decades that we've been doing this, my friend mm-hmm. is um, we have understood that we sometimes have to take a step back and step back from these issues because it was back in May, you Dave Popovich, myself, we all went to Washington, D.C. Yep. And we had the fortunate time to spend with some of the smartest people in Washington. They are, uh, for example... James Comey. Comey, FBI uh, director. Former director of the FBI, yeah. And he sat down with us and he gave us his take on what's happening. Now, the reason why he's former is because he's no longer under the Trump administration and they wanted him out and so on and so forth. But he had some interesting comments, along with six or seven other experts in the political realm yep. in Washington, D.C. And they all had one common theme. And this is remember, this is May of 2019 that we sat down with them. And they all had one common theme. They said Donald Trump's plan internationally is focused on one area, Iran. Watch for Iran. And it was interesting because... It was just weeks after that mm-hmm. where U.S.-China trade escalation started. And yep. the distraction from Iran was really this China trade deal. And what caught us on surprise on Friday was the reaction that the Trump administration did. Yep. And so where we're fortunate enough to meet with the people who've got the no um, and understand their angle, what was interesting is that we didn't... I don't think people really realize that this could escalate to a very, very bad place. But when it comes to markets, and let's go to mm-hmm. the extreme and call it a, a war that's going to happen out of yep. this, right? Major military conflict. In the issue, if that happened, in the, if that was to occur, longer term, that's usually good for the global economy and good for the market. Yeah, it's an unfortunate thing to say. You know, it I is sort very of, uh, You know, I like the uh, the all peace towards men and all that good stuff. It's not just because it was Christmas and New Year's, but yeah. just in general. Um, but it, it does have an effect on markets, and they tend to be positive um, with those with those changes. So the knee jerk reaction of walking away from your portfolio because you're worried about something it's now comes down to strategy, and how do you get into a strategy and how do you exit a strategy. And so we just wanted to inform people that these escalations are going to be here. I don't know if it's over. 
I don't think I don't it's think, over. I don't think it's over either. Our contacts in Washington, D.C. definitely say it's not over. We have got no information saying that, you know what, there's going to be, there's going to be no more conflict with Iran or North Korea. And those are the two areas that they focused on saying, be careful, Faisal, Andrew, Dave. This, this is going to impact the global society, and it's going to impact people's wallets as well. And so we wanted to just share that information with you. So be prepared, but don't have those knee-jerk reactions. And we're going to talk about these types of things. Mm-hmm. We're going to have conversations about this and strategies. What are the strategies to help you through your retirement? We call it the five-pillar investment strategy approach. And we're going to talk about that on Tuesday, January 21st at the Hamptons Golf Club. This is the first time we're doing a golf club. Uh, we want people out in the Northwest to come out and join us on January 21st, 7 p.m. at Hamptons Golf Club. You do need to reserve your seats. Give us a call, 966-8400. That's 966-8400. Or you can register online at morethanmoneyradio.com. Okay. We've been hearing about a whole bunch of scams out there. Yep. We've been hearing about a lot of people losing a lot of their money because of this. So we want to bring it to everybody's attention. Don't go away. We're going to hear more about these scams and how to how they catch people off guard. You're listening to 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Welcome back to 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Andrew Masson filling in for Dave Popovich. Glad to be here, Faisal. I'm glad you're here, actually. <laughs> Could you imagine starting a full a year with Dave Popovich? I could. No, that's that's just bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we've we've we consistently hear a trend happening when it comes to scams and scam artists for people's money in Canada regularly. And there was a lot happening over the holiday season. I keep on getting text messages from financial institutions I don't uh, deal with to click a link and update your profile or update yep. your account information or and get I get a all refund these, get or, a refund from yep, CRA. Like, you're, you're hearing all this stuff happening. And um, I think we need to just kind of spend a few minutes of time with our listeners to kind of make them aware of what's out there. Because I find that and I'll, I'll use my father as an example, Andrew. Um, my dad will tell me if I, you know, I saw something on the internet and he tells me the story, and he and the way he says it is like it's true. It's 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 well, God's it's given the, word. It's on the internet. It must be the true. Internet. Exactly. And so I'm trying to educate him along the way, saying don't always believe what you read on the internet, and don't click stuff. And 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 I, his his computer's been hacked a couple of times, and the poor yeah. guy keeps on clicking on stuff. Like help this guy out. So I I wanted to also share that kind of information with other people because I think at some point in time when you haven't been using that technology for long periods of time, you can't really always see the signs that are out there. So we want to bring in uh, our, our guest. Why don't you introduce our guest who's here from, from the Alberta Securities Commission? Um, we have uh, Allison Trault, uh, Director of Communication and Investor Education um, from the Alberta Securities Commission. Welcome to the show, Allison. Can you tell us about some of the major scams that you've been seeing um, and, and maybe becoming more prevalent um, today than we've, we've seen in the past? Sure. Um, In the past year, we've definitely seen a number of affinity scams happening in Alberta. And an affinity scam is where victims are introduced to scams by someone that they trust. And it could be someone in your church. It could be someone in your um, cultural, um, your cultural group that uh, builds relationships with respected members who they use to recruit new members. And so it's really important, even if you've known someone for a long time um, or they're part of an organization that you trust, it's still really important to do your research and know who you're investing with. 
Could you maybe give us an, an example of a, an, an affinity scam, just to give us a little bit more context to it and for our listeners? Sure. So um, uh, we recently, and I won't provide specific details because it, it's mm-hmm. still um, um, in process, but um, there's a small town in Alberta um, who there was a person who had grown up there. Um, he knew everybody since he was basically born, um, and and he used that trust um, to establish, you know, well, you've known my mom and dad forever, and, mm-hmm. you know, you can trust me. Um, and in, in fact, he is unregistered to sell securities, um, and uh, and he's basically just taking their money and taking the money of people who know and trust him. And so affinity scams can be particularly damaging to the victim because not only do they lose money, but they also lose their trust in other people. So this is, this brings up an, uh, a story that I went through with my religious community. Um, there was an individual out of Ontario um, who is a was a dentist. And this is public information. The court cases are all done now. This is a long time ago, so I, I have no problem talking about it. Um, what this individual did was he went through the community because that was the easiest contact or target for him. And he was talking about this uh, toothpaste or whitening of toothpaste that could happen. And he was selling shares. And I'm putting that in quotes because I'm on the radio. So I'm going to put that in quotes saying that he was selling shares to a company where you could invest into. And then at some point, a big uh, toothpaste company is going to buy them out and they're going to make all this money. So he was really mm-hmm. pushing us. And what he did was he went through all the... I would call them the higher posts within our religious community, people who had a lot of regard for, a lot of trust with, and he got them on board to start selling for him as well. And it got through the entire community. This is happening in Ontario. I'm in Calgary, and I'm getting my family members, my fr- my family's friends calling me up and saying, what do you think? Yeah. Should I get involved in this? At least they talked to me, so I was happy mm-hmm. about that. But this person went through so many different groups within the community across the country. We're talking millions of dollars that he raised uh, and and basically stole from them. And then they realized that this was all a a, a scam, and they lost. And and I there are people out there that you know are going after greed. And there's also people out there that are just trying to survive, and those yep. are the people I feel bad for. In, in in that case, Allison, you know, when you're hearing people talk about, hey, uh, there's a there's an investment you can get into. They're promising, or they're saying that they're going to make lots of money. The stock's going to the moon, or whatever whatever terminology they use. What are your tips for individuals so they they can either make sure this is the right thing for them, or they should run away from it? Right. No, great question. Um, I think one of the first things you can do to protect yourself is ensure that the person is registered to sell securities. And you can do that with a free and easy search on our website at checkfirst.ca. And if you don't have a computer, you can call our 1-800 number and we can do it for you. And what that gives you is um, I I expect that the person, the the dentist that you're speaking about, likely wasn't registered to sell securities because that's usually how this happens. And so that is kind of a a really easy, simple way for people to to know whether or not this person, um, at the very least, is is registered because a lot of the scams are perpetrated by unregistered individuals. Um, The other thing is to really um, become aware of some of the red flags of fraud. And I would say, um, you know, there there are a number of them, um, but the most important one or the most common one is one that you pointed out, which is, um, high, guaranteed high rates of return with low or no risk. 
so that type of, of investment doesn't exist. You know, generally, as you will know, um, you know, if, if there is a potential for a high return, you probably have a lot of risk and you're just as, as likely to lose all your money as you are to make money. Can I just and, jump in there, Allison? I think yeah, we're going to go say ahead. that one more time for our <laughs> listeners because I don't believe they understand that completely. The, the, the emotion of, oh, I can make a lot of money is there. And then sometimes uh, they don't really pay attention to the risk side of the equation. Can you say it one more time for our listeners? Uh, there is no investment that offers uh, guaranteed high rates of return with low or no risk. It doesn't exist. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's one of the really one of the most important things that you can understand. Um, and we actually have a video about it uh, on our website. It's hosted by Kelly Keene, who's a Alberta based um, financial educator. Um, it lays out in really simple terms what you should look for in terms of um, in terms of um, the relationship between risk and reward. And then there's other types of red flags, um, pressure to get in now. You know, oftentimes these individuals don't want you to do your research. They don't want you to take care of your hard-earned money because they want it in their own pocket. And so um, we we have some um, simple tips on our website as well um, at checkfirst.ca to help guide people kind of go through that process of, of knowing not only who they're investing with, but what they're investing in, because sometimes it's not necessarily a scam. It could just be a completely unsuitable investment for them. If it's an older person who's investing with something with, you know, um, a very long time frame. So one thing uh, that we have been seeing over the past little while are some private investments that are being market. Um, they're high risk and they're low liquidity. And meaning that if you need that money tomorrow, you can't cash it in like you can cash in a stock that's traded on a on a public um, exchange, a public yeah. stock exchange. Yeah. And so um, there have been older people, for example, or people who might need that money in the near term, lured in um, by promises of you know these great high you know high returns, but people aren't understanding that um, they can't get their money out in an easy way, um, and they might actually lose all their money. So that's another thing to look out for. So those are some great pieces of information and advice to everybody out there. Unfortunately, we are running out of time, Allison. We could, we would definitely want to bring you back uh, uh, again on the show to kind of give us an update of some of the new stuff that's happening out there and some more tips on what people can do to uh, to help and understand what, where, where things are. So, Allison, thank you for joining us today. You bet. Anytime. Thanks so much. We've been joined by Alison Tropfum, uh, Director of Communication and Investor Education at Alberta Securities Commission. I think investor education is important, Andrew. I think educating the individual, understanding of what the risks are out there and how to mitigate those risks, especially when you transition to or live in retirement, is one key thing. We call that the five-pillar investment strategy approach. We're going to talk about that, how to profit and protect in these markets, how to minimize volatility yet provide income for the rest of your life on Tuesday, January 21st, 7 p.m. At the Hamptons Golf Course, you need to reserve your seats. So give us a call, 966-8400. That's 966-8400, or you can register online at morethanmoneyradio.com. Now, join us after the break. We're going to find out what Canadians are saying about where they want their financial advice and the products that they get. It's going to be surprising you. It's going to be a big surprise, I think. Stay tuned after the break. You're listening to 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Welcome back. You're listening to More Than Money and 770 CHQR. I'm still going to get used to it. I've been away for a couple of weeks. So. You're going to say it's Dave and Faisal. I was going to say you're listening to Dave and Faisal, but I've got the better looking partner beside me today. So I'm I'm happy. And uh, 
you know, we've we've um, we come across a lot of surveys, Andrew, and we come across a lot of information out there on access to financial products and so forth. And what what's the trend happening? People are now, I would say, right sizing their financial situation. And they're okay. moving everything into like one place. Yeah, it's, it's a trend that's happening. We've been seeing it. People have been, you know, investing with their advisor and banking everywhere and so forth for 25 years. And they come to us and they transfer their investments to us and they start talking about their banking yeah. and keeping everything in one location because it's easier to manage. Well, it's easier to manage. It's easier to keep things followed on a regular basis and um, one-stop shop. Absolutely. So we, we want to talk about this from a what, where the research came from, what uh, what the individuals are, are saying, and let's find out if, if that trend is continuing. More importantly, why is the trend uh, out there? Uh, we've got uh, Kathy Engel, Vice President for Strategy for the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. And because that's a long name, we're just going to use the acronym and call it IROC. Mm -hmm. Kathy, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Great to be on, especially now at the beginning of a new year. And so happy new year to you. Thank you very much and to you guys as well. Thank you. We recently did a survey or you recently did a survey of Canadian investors. What do they want out of their financial advice? I think this is a good start for the new year, uh, Andrew. So, so Kathy, tell us what's the, what's the, uh, what's the financial advice or what what do uh, Canadians want out of their financial advice? Well, I can tell you that part of IROC's responsibility is to ensure investors have the highest level of protection, no matter how they choose to invest. So it's important to us to connect directly with investors to hear what's important to them. And it's something we do regularly. IROC recently surveyed, as you mentioned, over 2,000 Canadians across the country. And Canadians were very clear in saying that they value access, flexibility, and personalization when it comes to their financial advice. And you referred to this off the top as well, and that specifically, they the majority of investors, and we're talking about 86% of investors, said that they want one-stop shopping. And essentially, this means that they want to be able to access a full range of products and services without having to go to multiple providers. And importantly, without having to open multiple different accounts. Okay, so that that's that's not what I would have thought. I wouldn't have thought 86% of people, because the common phrase we hear, Andrew, mm-hmm. is don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, but I think that might be a trend that's more focused on a certain age demographic phase because okay. we've been brought up in a way that, you know, our parents perhaps said, well, I'm not going to have everything in one spot because I'm worried that what, what could happen if something fails or goes wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think to uh, my, my, my parents, for example, where, you know, they go and shop different GICs at different lenders. Just for um, rates or what have you. Rates, but then, of course, having eggs out in different baskets. They weren't okay. all in the same place. They weren't all in the same place. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so Kathy, let's, let's talk about that. Um, that's a huge number, 86%. So why why are they doing that? Like, why are they wanting it in one place when, and, and Andrew's parents, my parents, so forth, um, people that we know, clients that have come to us initially have said to us, you know, I don't want to put everything in one spot. So what, what what's happening here? Why, the, why is it changing? And why is it such a high amount, 86%? Well, I think, I think it's important to look at some of the, the results together. So the, uh, in, Beyond one-stop shopping, the other things that we heard 
were how important flexibility and personalization are. We had 90% of investors say that they want the advice and the service that they get to be flexible to meet changes in their needs and circumstances. And it would be fair to assume, although we didn't ask this direct question, that people must find it easier to get the personalized and the flexible advice when somebody can see their entire picture. Let me just jump and in And that there. they don't have to. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I just wanted to get clarity on, on what you mean by flexibility. Well, it when you are getting advice or a financial plan and the products and services that people consume can change over somebody's lifetime, depending on how their needs and circumstances change. And so what we were what we were testing is what were the important things that investors wanted out of the advice that they got. And flexibility came through as a very important value. And and what came through is that they wanted the advice to flex with them as their as their needs and circumstances changed so that they weren't locked into one kind of model or one type of advice and service. The the other element of flexibility that we tested was around payment options. So this this was around how might investors want to pay for the advice and service okay. that they're consuming. And it was clear, we, it was 80, 80% of investors said that they expect that they will have choice when it comes to the payment options for advice and service. Mm-hmm. Now, was there anything that surprised you about the results of, uh, of this survey? I, well, there were quite a few things that were surprising. I would say one thing that was particularly interesting is that nearly three quarters of investors say it's important that their advice come from a human being. <laughs> and as Canadians get older, the importance increased even further, going up to 82% of those who are age 65 and above say they value advice coming from a human. So that's interesting with all this new technology, and we'll call it fintech, financial technology, coming out, people using services that they can just do online, they don't have to speak to a human being, um, does that, why does that surprise you with all this changing? I, I would have thought the number would have been lower uh, of people who want human beings now. Um, but is, is that, are you saying that's the same thing as I am, that, that uh, you, you, you assume that the, new, the number would have been lower? Well, I, I have long, long ago learned that assumptions can be, can be tricky, <laughs> so I try and avoid the assumptions. And so that's why I wanted to hear directly from investors. But on the topic of, of digital and, and fintech, we we asked, and so we heard back that quite a high number of investors, 72%, say that they're comfortable doing financial business online, but it hasn't translated yet into particularly strong uptake of the online investment services, hmm. in that we saw only 17% said that they've tested out some of those automated investment services so far. And we believe it's just a matter of time before people become more comfortable, which is often the case with newer business models or innovations. That's, that's, that's fantastic. We could be continually talking about this for another 10 minutes or so, for, for sure. sure. Unfortunately, we do, we do have to pay some bills at this station, and uh, we, do, we are running out of time. So, um, uh, Kathy, um, is there one piece of advice you can give to uh, Canadians based on this survey? Well, I would say 
no matter what time of year it is, it is always a good time to sit down and invest the proper time to review your financial situation and your investments. Have your needs changed? Are your goals the same? It's important to have a plan and to talk to an advisor who can help you structure the right kind of plan to meet your goals. That's great advice. Kathy, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. That's Kathy Engel, Vice President of Strategy at IROC. And uh, we are going to be talking about how the change is happening in retirement. We're going to be talking about how people can profit and protect, but more importantly, bulletproof their retirement so they can have income for life. And that's the big problem that people find going through retirement is making sure they have enough money. How do they prevent uh, or minimize the amount of taxes they're paying? All these different concerns come up. We're going to address that on Tuesday, January 21st, 7 p.m. at the Hamptons Golf Club. This is our first golf club it session. Is. It is. Normally we're at a hotel or a wine store or something like that. So let's, we're going to change it up for 2020. Absolutely. And uh, get swinging. Get it? Huh? Get swinging <laughs> oh, at the Hamptons Golf Club. And you need to reserve your seats at 966-8400. That's 403-966-8400. Or you can register online at morethemoneyradio.ca. So stay tuned. Andrew and I are talking about a survey that came out from CIBC about some of the goals that people have in 2020 and what they want to accomplish. And we are calling um, a little bit of BS on this one. Okay? We're going to call a little bit of BS on this one. Uh, Stay tuned after the break. You're on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Welcome back to 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Uh, We had a very good show today, Andrew. Yeah. I think I've learned a little bit more about how... um, the scams we had at the top of the hour, how things are happening out there and what we need to be aware of. I had to make sure Allison said it and said it again about um, if you're expecting high risk and sorry, high return and low risk, that doesn't exist. It doesn't. But you know what? There's lots of people that look this way all the time, whether it's a real estate deal or something else. And the other thing I want to add to that, Basil, is... um, don't put all your eggs in one basket, meaning don't have it all in one investment because time and time again, we come across people that have taken a significant amount of their, their nest egg or all of it yeah. and put it in something. We've like seen this. some interesting we stuff. Have. We've seen some interesting stuff. People have put mm-hmm. all their money into, or a majority percent of their money into one investment. We're not talking different portfolios. We're talking one investment. Concentration yes. of risk is what we're talking about. And that's a that's a big one. But you did say, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, I did. And we had the guests right before come out and say, you know what? Canadians want to put all their financial advice and products well, that's, under one umbrella. Uh, being under one umbrella is different than having the eggs in one basket, Correct. so to speak. Because you can have different investments of different things under one umbrella, under one account, under a lot of different things. Correct. Now, before the break, I was mentioning that there's a survey that came out from our firm about, and they do this every year, about the top 10 reasons or the top, you know, top things that people want to change in there in 2020. Um, and I called it, I'm calling this BS. No, not because <laughs> of the survey, not because, and the reason why I say that is because every year, Andrew, we get this stuff. Well, it's, it, it's all the same and what i mean by the same is it's it goes back to new year's resolutions this is what i'm going to do this <laughs> yeah. is what i want to do yeah um but uh you know where does it where does it all come together you know the biggest one that you hear from or what we see in the surveys is what i want to pay down my debt i want to pay down debt and that's a one great in five canadians do. are saying they want to pay down their debt in 2020 which is the same or close to the same number it was in 2018, 2017, so on and so forth. Going, yeah. back, going back 25 years that we've been seeing these surveys. Yeah. 
They debt has been the number one thing for people to drop. But then when you look in aggregate, Canadians have more debt than they did 25 years ago. Canadians have more debt than they had five years ago. Yep. So what's going on? Why don't people do what they say they're going to do? Or are they just being nice on the survey, making them hear what the the surveyor is trying to ask for? Like, what are the, what are the things that you want to do in 2020 is the question. And then they check off. Yeah, debt sounds good. Well, I don't, or do they really believe so. that they want to do it, but they just don't do it? I think they believe that they want to do it, but they don't do it. Okay, so I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah. Okay. And... Uh, Tenth consecutive year debt payments or debt repayment is the top financial priority according to our CIBC poll. So we did some Googling. Apparently that's a verb now. (laughs) Okay. Um, When we Googled the top reasons why people don't uh, or fail to reach their goals, Mm -hmm. we wanted to kind of understand the psychology or the mentality of an individual who sets a goal, pay down debt, but doesn't execute well, you know, it doesn't have to be just paying down debt. It could be anything, but you know, yeah. there's a whole bunch of things that you have to really save for consider. vacation, save for retirement, lose weight, go yep. to church more. Yep. All these things that we bring up in the beginning of a year, and we have all resolutions or goals, whatever you want to call them, but people don't do it. So now well, what, you got to exercise it, whether it be losing weight, doing it for money, or, or whatever it is, whatever you the rule is. Put it is, into practice. You got to put it into practice and make it happen. Okay. So. That's the answer. Yeah. What's stopping people from doing that? You did some Googling. Well, I did some Googling, but some of the stuff I knew already. And, you know, really when we look at it, you know, the first and foremost thing, the goals that people have are not specific, meaning it's, it's been too vague and it makes them easy. It gives them an easy out. So let me give you an example of what I think is wrong with some of these surveys that we keep on reading. Is one of your goals to pay down debt? That's a mm-hmm. yes and no question. Yes, if you want to rank it as high, how high yeah. of a priority, that's not specific enough. No. So, for example, you know, if the goal is to pay off the mortgage because that's your largest debt and you feel the strongest about it, what are you gonna? How, how's that going to be paid off? Am I going to pay it off in the next six months? In the next five years? Let's sort of narrow down what nail the goal down. is, nail it down hard, and then put a plan in action. Yeah. It says, this is how I'm going to do it. Even if it's as small of a goal, and I'm going to make yeah. one up here, I want to have $1,000 less of debt. That's it. That's... If that's the goal, that's more specific than I want to have lower debt. That's right. And so then now you can measure it. It can be achievable. You can track it. Those are some of the things that, that people need to do. We call it SMART, right? Specific, yeah. measurable, right. actionable, realistic, and time-specific. Mm-hmm. But there are other things that people have. Um, and you've got you've got a couple more that you Googled. <laughs> <laughs> well, another one would be uh, people have doubts in their goals, so they don't believe in their abilities. So they uh, don't believe that whatever their goal was, that they're going to be able to achieve it. So automatically the doubt light goes on. Uh, you know, maybe I really can't do that. And so what do you do? You just sort of put it back into the memory bank yeah. and you don't action it. You don't create That's me. that plan. That's me. I'll okay. tell you, I'm going to open up and tell you, me vulnerable with you right now, Andrew. Um, <laughs> I've, so I've, sweet. <laughs> I've, I've said to you, yeah, I'm going to lose 10 pounds this year. Mm-hmm. And then you said, so what are you going to do to, to lose 10 pounds? Nothing. I'm just saying it. I, I don't really believe it. Like, I, I want to. I was excited about it because I was really jealous that you'd lose 10 pounds. Then I, you know, but that's another <laughs> like story. Like, I've dropped really. weight last year, yeah. but this year, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to lose another 10 pounds. No, it's not going to happen. Like, I, I'm not going to put as much effort, mm-hmm. and I just know it. 
because I'm not motivated to do it. Well, that's it. But in the in the psyche of a person, the other question that is always is, what if I don't do it? What if I fail? Ah, the fear of failure. Yeah. And so if you don't set fail, a goal, I, you I can never fail. And, and, but, I, but I failed it. What happens then? Well, ah, you know, but think about it. That's good Failure one. is nothing more than, you know, uh, a small fork in the road towards success. Yeah. Because you made a mistake. It didn't work out the way you hoped, but you learned from that and then you move forward. Yeah. We've never met anybody who's been successful that has avoided failure. Yeah. Okay. So you're right. The fear of failure. If you don't set a goal, then you can't fail. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That's a, that's a very good reason why. Here's what I want to throw at you. I don't think we saw it on the top 10 list when we Googled that, no, all that information. Um, it's just not a goal. Like, it's just not, it, they say it because it's a, it's a thing to say. Yeah, it's a thing to say. Right? But it's oh, I'm going to save for my retirement, mm-hmm. Andrew. It's, no, I, I really don't want to. Well, and because your actions will speak louder than your words. You know, I think we're talking the same language, Faisal, but, you know, I sort of like, you know, paying down debt's important, but so saving for retirement, so is a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking about it on a financial sense, and I'm just using that as the example yeah, right yeah. now, um, maybe you want to get a coach. Maybe you want to get somebody that's going to help you along that. And an advisor is not necessarily a bad idea, a financial planner, somebody to give you a little bit of a push in the right direction, because why can't you do both? That's, you know, this is... I love that you're on this show today about this topic because you get a lot of this with um, with clients. We set a plan together. We sit down with our clients and look at ways that we can execute that plan, make it become a reality. And then we get sometimes, I call them the rebuttals. The, oh, I like that, but I can't. Mm-hmm. I like that, but I won't. And so you get a lot of that. And when you're, when you're, trying to figure out what's going on in the brain of the client, you, you, you come across some of these objections, these roadblocks, these hurdles, and we can kind of pick them out. Like, they're just not working for it. That was one that I saw on yep. your list there. They're just not. Wor- so when someone says, I want to retire at 60 versus 65. Okay, mm-hmm. so are you prepared to do A, B, C to get that? Because then if you do those three things, when you, when you crunch the numbers, you'll get there. And they're like, mm, no, I don't want to do that. They're not, they're not ready to work for it. So I think, you know, when you're dealing, like going back to your point of dealing with a professional who can kind of coach you through it, identify what your goals and really identify what's meaningful to you. Mm -hmm. Because saying I want to retire at 60 sounds sexy. Yeah. We're romanticizing that. Well, I can be romanticized. Right. But it may not be what you really want. And so if you don't really want it, why do it? And I think what you do with your team with our clients on the financial planning side is really understanding not only what their goals are, but do they really want it? And then how do we get there? And what are you prepared to do to get there? Mm-hmm. And so those are the awesome parts that, that, that we, uh, we see it. Is, is there anything that you that came out of your top 10 list or anything that you came up that said, you know, we want to give some, a little piece to our listeners today saying, you know, you're, you're going to set some goals. What you, what do you need to do? You know, I think the, the last one that I really want to go is, is just goals aren't motivated. You're not motivated to do them. So why did you have that goal in the first place? Yeah. It's got to be something that you really want. Like, you know, um, I set a goal last year. I wanted to lose 45 pounds or 50 pounds. Yeah. I'm net down 20, but I'm not there yet. Um, I'm disappointed in myself, but at the same token, I've done a lot to accomplish. You've done a great and, job, Dad. And great job, I want to continue down that path. So I'm not, I'm not killing that goal. It's just the timeline is different. I've also said I'm going to go you know, take my family skiing. That was, that was part of this whole process. Yeah, yeah. 
that's that happens this weekend. So you know what? There's important things that take place long as you really sort of focus on it and you're motivated to doing them. Yeah. Where there's a lot of people are saying it. there's yeah. no purpose to it. So I'm saying I'm gonna do it. It's nice and fluff, but you know what? Let's really try and drive it together and make it important. Love it, love it. So we're gonna talk about goals, your retirement. Um, the biggest fears that come in retirement. One yeah. is running out of money. The Lots. other one is, you know, these, these goods and services that I pay for to live my lifestyle keep on going up. It's the cost of inflation. Taxes are going up. They're coming after us, Andrew, for taxes. Yeah. We're the next group of people. The people who are transitioning to living in retirement are the next group of people who are going to be attacked for taxes. And we've already seen some of it happen. How do you, how do you handle all that as you transition to and live in retirement? And how do you profit and protect in these types of markets? We're going to talk about that on Tuesday, January 21st. At the Hamptons Golf Club, you do need to reserve your seats. So give us a call, 966-8400. That's 966-8400, or you can register online at morethanmoneyradio.com. I want to thank all of you for joining us today. You've been listening to 770 CHQR and More Than Money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmeli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmeli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. David Popovich and Faisal Carmeli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmeli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.